Good morning, friends. Welcome to Myers Park United Methodist Church. We're so grateful that we can gather here in person as well as online, wherever you may be. Uh, grateful that we can praise our God together. My name is Uyan. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, please let us know who you are and how we can pray for you. There's the physical hospitality pad at the end of your pews. There's the QR code at the back of your bulletin that you can use your cell phone. And for those of us online, there's a little link that you can click to let us know who you are, how we can pray for you, and share more ministries of our church. I'm so grateful to be joined by my friend and colleague, Pastor Taylor. What else is going on today? Good morning. It's so good to be with you all. Well, you have the hospitality pad in your hand, you will notice that we have added these little sheets of paper that say this card represents my offering to our church. We know that many of you give online or you mail your offering in later, and we think that it's important to acknowledge that we are all giving uh, at, into this church, and we want this to be a part of the offering moment at our church. So we ask that you grab one of these and you place it in the offering plate during that part of the service as a way to all be giving together. Uh, we're so grateful that we can be together on this Senior Sunday. This is such a joyful day in the life of the church. Let us continue on in worship.
Church, let us continue to raise our voices together as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, which is found in your hymnal on page 881. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. to join me in this prayer of confession as we confess our sins together in the safety of our beloved community. Gracious God, forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision, the pain that makes us hide from you, from ourselves, and from those we love most. Free us from our confusion, heal us from our wounds, resurrect us from our shame, Raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. Church, Christ died for you while you, well, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
Please stand for the reading of the gospel. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor. To be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Because it is neither sees him nor knows him, you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you desolate. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will also live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is right? But even if you do suffer from righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts reverence Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence, and keep your conscience clear, so that when you are abused, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing right, if that should be God's will, than for doing wrong. For Christ also died, for his sins once for all, the righteousness for the unrighteousness, that he might bring to us God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and preached the spirits in prison, who formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. Baptism which corresponds to this now saves you, not as remo removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a clearance of conscience. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right of hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. So in First Peter, we continue the theme of God's people in the ancient early Christian church uh, facing obstacles and challenges. They continue to encounter trials. So the First Peter 
invites the readers to, to be steadfast, to continue in their journey of faithfulness, especially in these challenging times. This is a letter of identity. What, what kind of identity do we possess as those who claim themselves to be Christians? Not only when things are going well, but especially when things are not going so well. Who are we and whose are we? Furthermore, 1 Peter invites the audience, the readers, to live just lives. That the best defense and witness for those who desire our demise is to live justly. Uh, in, in modern vernacular, he would say something like, the best defense for the haters in our lives is to live with integrity. Live with integrity. God will honor that. And so 1 Peter calls Christians to a place of obedience. The writer says, obey. Live your life in obedience. Now, that word, obey, is not often so liked nowadays. It sometimes signifies restrictions and perhaps even oppression. Uh, but the word obey in Hebrew translates as listening closely, uh, to listen acutely. Uh, so when First Peter is informing the readers a call to obedience, he's inviting them to, to live your lives as to closely listen for the voice of God in your lives. Listen acutely to your God in such a way as to demonstrate your trust and your confidence in this very God whom you worship. And likewise, in John chapter 14, we read Jesus saying, If you love me, what? If you love me, obey my commandments. Once again, commandments, not the type of word that we typically associate with freedom and love. But over and over again, New Testament, Old Testament, the Holy Text invites us toward a life of obeying the commandments in such a way that through our obedience of God's commandments, we rediscover and reaffirm God's care for us, God's love for us, and God's constant presence in our lives. Obedience. Pastor Nathan's one of our uh, pastors here at our church, and for those of you who know him, he is what I would describe a, a shorts wearer. He wears shorts. That's his uh, uniform. He looks good in it. Uh, if he's the shorts guy, uh, I, am, I have a natural proclivity toward sweatpants. That's, if I could have my way, I would wear sweatpants every day, everywhere. And I did in high school. I really did. And as I was going off to college, my father uh, pulled me aside a multitude of times just to give me advice, good things. Uh, one of the advice that he gave me was, Uyan, as you go off into college, he said, dress in such a way that will demonstrate respect and care for others. And if you can, from time to time, please wear a necktie. All right? Here's what's really amazing about this. To this day... Uh, not that I'm married, my wife is the one that curates my wardrobe, but to this day, whenever I dress myself, I think about my father, his presence in my life. He lives on the other side of the globe, but every time I dress, 
I think about my dad. Every time I tie a tie, that discipline and the routine of tying a tie, it reminds me of my dad's love for me, his advice toward me, and his constant presence in my life. Obedience of God's commandment, these are loving, caring reminders of God's love for you, for us, God's presence in our lives. And then onward, First Peter speaks to the blessedness of suffering. An odd coupling of words, yes? Seems contradictory. Blessedness of suffering. So we have our graduates today. Uh, we are so proud of you graduates. We care for you and we love you. And as much as I hope that you feel appreciated and cared for and loved today, uh, if you're like me and many of us here who are a little bit older than you, as you continue to journey onward in life and grow in age, I hope that you will look back today and all the years that you spent at our church and realize just how much your family, your parents, your friends, your church, your staff here, our youth team genuinely care for you, pray for you, and love you. Yeah. As it will be for the next few weeks, you will have different commencement speeches. I'm sure that will be great. Uh, they will surely talk about goals and accomplishments, happiness and the goodness of life to be, how you are the present now and future for tomorrow, uh, that you are bound by nothing. You can do everything. You can accomplish anything you wish to accomplish. Right? These are all good things. I believe these to be true. I think it really is. But here's another reality of life for all of us, including you. In life, there is suffering, as we've just read in 1 Peter. In life, there is suffering. It is inevitable and unavoidable. Inevitable and unavoidable. And there's mystery to suffering. Suffering occurs not because God uh, looks at us at any given time and zaps us with suffering. It doesn't have to be that way. It's just that if we should live life, sufferings will find us. It will visit us unwelcomed as it may be, and we do not suffer in equal measures. There is no systematic ways in which to, to know who's going to suffer more or less. We just know that there are those of us who suffer more than others, but all suffer. I wish I had the answers to tell you why or how. None of us know. So in light of the universality of suffering, First Peter invites his reader to consider this notion, this odd and perhaps even bizarre and, and contradictory notion of the blessedness in the midst of suffering, that there can be joy in the midst of even pain. How do we make sense of that? Well, here's the thing. If we think, if we discern and reflect, we've all encountered this reality. I have witnessed to this truth blessedness in the midst of suffering at different points in my life with different people in my life uh, as it is today today's mother's day as well so I, i'll speak about my mother and i hope that many of you can relate in ways of your connection and relationship to your moms my mom grew up in a particular culture and in time life was not easy it was quite difficult and onward, after she married my dad and had two boys, myself and my younger brother, I saw even from an early age, my mother suffered in different ways. More specifically, my mother suffered for me, my brother, and my dad. 
she made tremendous sacrifices. I think she actually suffered probably more because of my dad. I mean, he, he put her through a lot. <laughs> and I saw this, that my mom would make decisions that would make her life much more difficult and sacrificial but she also knew that through those decisions and journey that she chose to take, that these journeys may, just may provide a life anew, a new opportunity for her children, for her family. Now, decades later, looking back, do you think she would hesitate to make any of those choices all over again? She'd make it in a heartbeat because she knew that she would not suffer in vain. Right? She knew, and I even saw this in the moment of, and I certainly see it looking back, that there was a sense of peace and blessedness and even joy in the midst of the sacrifices and the sufferings that she encountered. If you know, if you can relate to what I'm talking about, it's okay to say amen. Amen. Yeah. Victor Hugo writes that it is through suffering that human beings become angels. It is true that if we should be so isolated, if we are disconnected from a greater purpose, any sort of suffering can make us feel self-doubt, self-pity, fear. But we know better than that. You and me, the church, we are part of a wider story. We continue to broaden our lens of spiritual, emotional, and intellectual horizon. And we are able to perceive anew, even in the midst of suffering and sacrifice, we realize that our stories of suffering is part of a greater stories of God. Stories that le leads to redemption. Stories that leads to healing. Stories that leads to transformation. First Peter invites us to suffer for doing good. All suffers but not all suffering is the same. So suffer for doing good and believe that God will honor your sacrifices when we do so in the name of love for those whom you love, for the very God that you love, that we love together as a church. Suffering that leads to healing, redemption, and in due time, suffering that leads to transformation, life anew. Last Sunday, for those of you uh, who, who might have been here, we talked about marks of di discipleship. One of the marks of discipleship is to read the Bible, to know the stories of God. Here's another marks of discipleship. One of the marks of discipleship that I, I wish to convey to you today is to live your life in obedience, especially when times are difficult. Live your life in obedience to God's commandments. As that old song goes, you know that song, Trust and Obey? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. May you be blessed this day. Thanks be to God. Amen. Friends, what a wonderful opportunity we have now. We've heard God's word spoken. Let's have a time of prayer. Please join me and my friend Myers Gaston in a time of prayer.
Gracious God, we praise you this morning for an overwhelming love that has brought us all together. We praise you for the peace, forgiveness, hope, and unending grace that gets us through each day. On this Mother's Day Sunday, we praise you for the moms and maternal influences in our lives who have guided and cared for us selflessly. May they, may they feel your loving touch and our appreciation today and always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our, hear prayer. our prayer. We thank you for the high school seniors and their families. Surround them with your love during this transitional time and remind them all that they are never alone. You are with them and their church is here, loving them every step of this change. We just heard how Christian discipleship is about gaining a new perspective. We pray this for the seniors. You are the God of new, new environments, new challenges, new hope. Thank you, God, for the new doors you will open for these seniors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, as a senior, our prayers are for this special time, but are true for everyone here. We pray for guidance that we may find success not in what the world says is successful, but in what you have hoped for our lives. May we not only hear a calling, but also be able to discern and act on it. Give us boldness to live fully in our faith in college and beyond. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Healing God, our hearts are heavy this morning for our extended family that are suffering around the world. We pray for the war in Ukraine we pray for the chaos at our southern border. And we lift up those from our community who are going through difficult times and grieving early loss. At this time, let's be mindful of how we can be obedient to your calling to be the hands and feet of Christ. Let us all pray silently now for others in our life who need your healing love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Redeeming God, Easter morning didn't just happen. It is happening now and every Sunday morning. Give us the courage to live completely in your grace, trusting in your resurrection and drawing strength from hope, faith, and love that you provide. So, as your children who long for your goodness, we pray with confidence the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. On behalf of these seniors and our youth team, we just want to say thank you for your generosity. Your generous giving has blessed this senior class from birth until now as they enter into this transitional stage. We couldn't do youth ministry without you, so thank you.
Let us continue now as the ushers come forward to give God's tithes and offerings.
we offer these gifts out of joyful obedience. May they be a part of your future, a future we all belong in. Lord's name we pray. Amen. Today we take time to honor our high school seniors, many of whom have been a part of Myers Park United Methodist Church since preschool and even their baptism. We honor them not for achievement, but because they belong to God and the church. Today we give them our blessing and our promise to be here as they face the changes and challenges in the coming years. We also honor their parents who have kept their promise to keep their child under the ministry and guidance of the church a promise that they made at their baptism. So, we invite these seniors and their parents to the altar now. Hall Ashford, Lily Clark, Parrish Dixon, Catherine Feltner, Myers Gaston, Jacob Glenn, Claire Grimes, Matthew Hawes, Robert Hyde, Jim Johnson, Andrew O'Brien, Quinn Simcox, Ella Smith, Hattie Smith, Fuller Smith, Mac Summercamp, Avery Schwartz. Seniors face the congregation. Parents, maybe face them just so we can stack up a little bit right here. I want to make sure no one's hidden in a corner. There was a time when your parents held you in a blanket to keep you safe and warm. Soon you'll be moving into the next step of your journey, away from the comforts of your home and this church. As your journey takes you away from this place, may the blanket that your parents are wrapping you in be a reminder of their unconditional love for you. May it also be a reminder of your time with Myers Park United Methodist Church. Seniors, please turn to your parents as they offer a blessing for you. Parents, wrap the blanket around their shoulders and settle in for a little bit of emotion. It's okay. <clears throat> Parents, repeat after me. We thank you, God, for the special gift. Our child continues to be in our lives. Where you go, our love goes with you. Whatever you do, you will remain in our hearts. As we wrap you in the blanket, know that you are held now by God's family. May you be blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, seniors, your turn. Look deep into your parents' eyes. 
And repeat after me. You have given of your heart and home. You have loved and cared for me. Even when it was difficult. I thank God for the sacrifice you made to give me life. I honor you for your courage, for your patience and wisdom, and your undying love. Where I go, your love and example will lead me. Whatever I do, you will remain in my heart. I thank God for blessing my life with you. May you be blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, now, uh, it's your turn, congregation. Hope you're ready. And as the people of God, I invite you to please join me in offering our blessing for these seniors and others who are with us in spirit as printed in the bulletin. Seniors, please turn out, face your congregation, as we all say together, with God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these graduates with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their faith journey. We will pray for them that they may be disciples who walk in the way that leads to Christ. Seniors, we honor you as you continue your journey and we celebrate the new beginnings that lay before you. We invite the congregation to greet and congratulate this group of seniors following the service. Seniors and families, you may be seated.
Friends, it is good that we are here. As we go forth from this place, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus to Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of us now and forevermore.